0: Welcome to the show everybody my name is Chris. I'm here with Alex Navarro and Peter Marka Fava and you're up against the hard cap
1: Hello and welcome to another edition of the hard cap everybody. My name's Peter and joining me today as always is Alex and back from an illness that pretty much everybody in America's had at this point Chris how's it going gentlemen welcome Uh, back
0: chris yeah man yeah i'm like i'm like halfway back and that let me just tell you that feels like a million bucks that's awesome we're very happy to hear that man thanks i'm happy to be back with you guys uh killer job last week uh to our guests uh main guest pat extra question guest matt uh they did a great job i listened to the show Uh, i really enjoyed listening to that it was nice to be just on the observation end so good job guys
2: yeah your picks were really bad we had to almost cut them off from the show but
0: (laughs) very true very true you know the day you asked me for those picks
1: was probably the day i was in the worst condition
0: (laughs) and i was like fine i'll do it and you know what's funny
1: chris is that you still did better than pat in your predictions yeah, of course did.
2: Some 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 picks. I think both the picks that he had as upsets were blowout games, so not not great picks for him at all. It
1: was, <laughs> you know, that's the thing about the playoffs, man. I I had the Cardinals winning and I think we all had the Cardinals winning except Chris and that was just uh I don't know yeah. what happened to Kyler Murray, but he just forgot how to play football for a game.
2: Yeah, it was funny. He was really in the MVP talks early in the season and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden he just he just lost yeah. a bit what what are you guys what's your you guys know it's opinion? it's
1: tough that he's it's really tough that he's without the best wide receiver in the league deandre hopkins i think yeah. that's the issue
0: well you know clearly the best wide receiver part but also you know he's been trending that way for weeks now he has not yeah, he has looked like himself that whole team hasn't looked the same in yeah. weeks and they've been squeaking by so something's wrong there they got to get that figured out they got to get healthy
2: I feel like that's kind of his yeah. mo. Though he he comes out of the gates rolling, and then he gets injured. Something happens, and he just just not, does not finish the end of the season well. So he makes, yeah. So uh, with
0: that description, would you call him a top ten quarterback?
2: With that description, <laughs> I call him Russell Wilson. Apparently.
0: Oh, there you go. He's, he's perfect. Mini, he's I led you to the water and you drank it,
2: Russell Wilson. But uh,
1: but no. What you guys opinion on the on the
2: extended playoffs? Now, do you guys still think it's a great idea, or with the blowout losses, it's it's not? You know.
1: I mean, this is one year, you know, like it's the games are going to be good. There'll be sometimes they little bad. I, I think overall, more football is more football.
0: Yeah, I'm all about it. Keep it coming. Yeah. yeah. We were so close to As having the Chargers the players... in the playoffs. Yeah. Too, oh, I, I mean, think that would have been, that, right? you know, we've had better competition. And two more there.
1: teams. Right. We would have had the Chargers and another decent team to, you know, cause a stink. So yeah. we'll see, man. Only time we'll tell if they keep it, but they're most likely going to keep it because it made them money.
3: Oh, Yeah yeah for
1: sure so on today's episode gentlemen we are going to be discussing any corrections we may have from last week we're going to go over alex's uh trivia question from the previous week our buddy pat is going to be joining us again because this time there is a big mma fight coming up this weekend and we're going to have him talk about it because we don't know jack i don't even know if there's a wrestler named jack well they're not really wrestlers are they see i don't know anything about this What's MMA, does that stand for, that?
0: <laughs> it stands for mostly mediocre athletes
1: right Ouch, ouch. Very well done. And then, of course, we're going to have our top 20 NBA players, mainly just to discuss where Larry Bird uh, sits. That was a conversation from a couple weeks back. And, of course, finally, our dodgeball draft. We're going to be picking our dodgeball teams. But, yeah, guys, um, before we go ahead and get to Pat, Alex, what was your uh, what was your trivia last week, my friend?
2: Well, well, real quick, we don't have any corrections because without Chris, of course, we were perfect. Nothing went wrong. So, Naturally, of course. Naturally. No issues at all. So yeah. the the question, uh Christopher, uh which I hope you heard in the last episode, uh, is who are the only players to win six man of the year and league MVP in their careers? That two.
1: is unique. So yeah, right, six man be, of the year at and at some MVP. point in your
2: career you have to be just bad enough to not be started but be really good. <laughs> to get six man of the year, <laughs> and then at mm-hmm. some point you have to be the best player in the league. So it's pretty it's pretty, you know, two unique awards there.
0: Is one of them Julius Irving?
2: Julius the Doctor Irving. That's one of Chris's guesses. You have another one for two, or you
0: just want to stick it with one? So we're sixth man and MVP. It's not Muggsy Bogues, I can tell you that right now. Um
1: <laughs> it's I don't know, Chris. That worked out pretty well last week. Yeah. What about Kareem Abdul Jabbar?
0: That's that's uh,
2: also an option. Peter, who were your two guesses?
1: It's an uh, option? My You're first an idiot. guess. You're stupid and I hate you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's just about right. Um my first guess is gonna be Hondo Havlicek. Okay. All right. Boston Celtics great from the sixties and seventies. And then, uh, we're also going to go with my new ever answer. Dolph Shays.
2: Oh, (laughs) you, you love Dolph Shays now. Um, (laughs) so I, I think out of all the players that you picked, the only player who actually won six men of the year at, at some point in the career is, is, uh, John Havlicek. I believe he, he Mm -hmm. did um but he did i don't believe he won nvp did not win MVP because he's not on this list so uh the the two people who have done it are james harden just recently and bill walton bill oh walton. i totally forgot about
1: james harden and yeah, yeah bill harden. walton he was yeah, he that did. he was the guy to do it due to injury yeah due, to he due just injury. he did not yeah. have it when he was with the celtics he was a six man and he ended up winning
2: exactly like i think his his long good season with his Celtics before he was just injury prone again so yeah, pretty good. that's that is the answer but good guess it's, good guess it's all around there's no hate chris there's no hate here come on man
1: i really thought i had it with Havlicek. i don't know why uh, that I was thought a really he good an guess MVP.
2: i mean he I did really get six man so yeah yeah
1: at least i'm better than chris i had a half of one right
2: <laughs> chris, I mean, most I mean,
1: viable
0: probabilities <laughs> yeah,
2: Kareem, Kareem, the real MVP. Was, yeah, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He's one of those uh, almost LeBron James esque players, where he was just always a starter, always dominating. So, yeah, right. he, he's never had any chance for Six Man of the Year.
1: That's yeah, all right. Well, thank you very much for that question, Alex. I, I forget we're we're not going to have a trivia question at the end of this week, or at the end of this episode. We are. Correct? We're going to
2: have one. We're not going to have the, oh. the guesses for you guys, but we're going to have uh, one for the fans. Okay. Yeah.
1: Perfect. So stick around. We'll uh, we'll have some trivia coming up later on this episode. But for now. Let's go ahead and bring on our special guest. You guys may remember him from last episode when he gave us some great NFL picks and some NFL fantasy options. You also may remember him from some horror films that he's been in. Mr. Patrick Ryan McCumber on the line with us. Hey, Pat, what's going on?
3: What's going on, gentlemen? Welcome back, Pat. Three-time yeah. guest. Keep moving on three, up.
1: Three-time.
3: Three I'm getting ready to join the Hall of Fame of this podcast. <laughs> we have going to get you a, a jacket or something. I have a uh, I have a small nugget that I, I meant to tell you guys. So my mom listened uh, to the podcast uh, from from this past week. Okay. And while she really enjoyed it, she had one highly complimentary thing to say about one of you, and it was about Mr. markia Oh She no. said that he has a very terrific delivery and a great voice.
1: Nice. Oh, that's fantastic. James so, well, yeah, uh, Macumber. Thank you very much for that. I, I hope you're, you you keep listening to us and uh, and keep enjoying us. We're gonna we're gonna be bringing your son on because he just he knows too much.
0: So she did not compliment
1: not you
2: though. Is is that <laughs> is that correction?
3: There was there was uh, yeah. She doesn't offer many compliments uh, to me or about me. It's really anybody.
1: <laughs> so I so I I need to take that as like the high praise that it is. Oh yeah,
3: then. absolutely.
1: And and I do, I do that. That's very kind of you, Mrs. McCumber. Thank you very much.
3: So what's, well, what's going on gents?
1: Well, that's the question, Pat this weekend, if I'm not mistaken, this Saturday, there yeah, is something day. big going on, right?
3: Yeah. UFC 270. That means there's been 269 UFCs before this one.
1: Nice. So,
3: so math uh, folks, but yes, there is a massive, <laughs> massive card coming up. Um, 13 fights altogether uh two of which are title fights which is not something that happens terribly often mm-hmm. uh headlined by francis and and Cyril gain it's a heavyweight title fight two former uh teammates uh both of cameroonian and slash french descent uh well mostly french but uh francis and is from cameroon and that is a fight that cannot be missed and then the second one is brandon moreno versus davidson figuero uh, and that is for the flyweight title
1: so, so what is it that that separates this? What what is it that separates two seventy from like the ones behind it? What, what what makes this one so special?
3: Here's the thing, it, I don't think I think each card is special in its own way. The UFC predominantly puts on fights that are UFC number, and then UFC fight nights. Fight nights are generally free. UFC number numerical uh, events are generally pay per views. This is a big card because you have two former. Heavyweight fighters, or two former teammates that are heavyweight fighters, that are incredibly exciting. I mean, when I say incredibly exciting, one guy is known as the hardest puncher in UFC history. Oh wow! The other other one is kind of a a prospect who's holding the interim title because Francis Ngannou was hurt. Uh, So they're basically unifying these titles, and they're no longer friends. And then you have. Uh, a third rematch between Devison Figueroa and Brandon Moreno, uh, Brandon Moreno being the the flyweight champion of the world. So there is no love loss there either. So this is a big, big card uh, with a lot of up and coming fighters coming on it, too.
2: OK, I, I got a two part question here. So you mentioned twice now that they're they were teammates, former teammates. How how are these fighters teammates at one point? And second, what happened? Why are they um, no longer friends? Why do they hate each other?
3: They were, te- they were teammates for a while, and uh, in the world of MMA, especially in training, you generally have a base camp, a home camp, if you will. Um, one of the most famous is American Top Team, uh, or ATT, and ATT is is a big camp. Uh, Francis Ngannou, um, he fights out of MMA Factory and Extreme Couture, which is uh, owned and run by Randy Couture. And Cyril Gain is part of MMA Factories, but you can see the overlap there. So Francis Ngannou has gone to Extreme Couture, um, and Cyril Gain has stayed there. And there's there's always fallouts. Uh, when you have two guys who are the top echelon heavyweights, they're eventually going to have to cross paths, and one's going to have to decide to leave, or one's going to have to leave the division and go fight at a lower weight class, which is not possible for either of these two guys at 6'5", 240.
1: Right. right. They're not going to slim down. No, no, Oof.
3: no. And and why they're not friends anymore, I wish I could speak to that. I, I, I think they underplay why they're not necessarily friends. But, you know, when one's holding the interim title while the other one is hurt, uh, there's some nasty words slung in the direction of the actual champion.
2: So Yeah. And we're all kind of new to this. What, what do you actually mean by interim title? What, what does actually what does that mean? Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's a really good question. So, interim title basically means when um, a champion is not physically able to fight, let's say he's injured, right, uh, for a decent period of time, uh, or is forecasted to not be able to defend the title for a decent period of time, they will have um, the next person in line or the next two people in line, right, to step up and fight for an interim belt, a placeholder belt, while the actual champion comes back. Now, some cases you'll see that that championship, the uh, the actual one, get vacated, and the interim will become the new. Uh, in this case, the actual champion is returning, and the interim champion is still there, and they are unifying these belts uh, for one actual champion of the weight class.
2: So, how long was uh, Francis out for? What was his last uh, fight?
3: Francis's last fight was, uh, believe it or not, about ten months ago, in March 27th of 2021, when he beat Steve Miocic to win the heavyweight title, which was another huge, huge card. It was a rematch, and and Ganu absolutely flatlined him. So,
2: the UFC is kind of that impatient. They're gonna they're gonna move on if you're if you're injured for a few months. They're not gonna wait around for you. Make sure that you're healthy. They're gonna move on and, and have a, an interim fight uh, for a championship while you're out.
3: Well, I mean, to give you to give you a really brief background, I mean, more or less, when, when you are a champion, um, you're going to have you're going to be expected to defend your belt everywhere, anywhere between two and three times a year. He had won his title and it has been almost 10 months since he defended it. So it's been a long time. And what that does is it basically holds up the division. Other guys who want to come in and, and work their way up the rankings, maybe get a title shot. If the champion is not defending the belt the UFC much like any other organization has a right to to figure out what they're going to do next.
1: So does this happen often where like a fighter has to vacate the belts just because they're not fighting anymore?
3: No, you know, another good question. No. Um it doesn't happen terribly often. It's it's definitely happened um some some vacating of belts have happened. Probably I don't know half dozen times in UFC history and you got to remember UFC has been around since we were in middle school. Right. Um uh, you know, and, and when they didn't have weight classes. So, I mean, it's happened for sure, but this is, this is uh, not a common occurrence.
2: So there's, there's kind of a, a unique uh, position right now for Francis, where if he does lose, he'd become a free agent. Uh, but if he, if he doesn't, then he, his contract gets extended. What's, you know, would he want to become a free agent? Would he uh, intentionally lose the bout just become a free agent or does he want his contract
1: to be
3: extended? First off, Alex, I'm very impressed by that question. Holy cow. Look at you. Very, very, very happy you asked that question. Um, He's our
1: numbers guy. He knows it all.
3: He, he, that's, that, was a, that was a terrific question. Um, So I don't think he wants to be a free agent because to put it out there to you, the organizations that are there are Bellator, which um, great organization, right? Some some amazing fighters, Michael Venom Page uh, uh, and Jukwani Brothers. Uh, but I think one of them just signed – It's neither here nor there. The Limas and the Pitbull brothers. But you're not going to leave that. That'd be like to to equate it to you Alex. The best way to describe it is like going from the NFL and saying hey you know what? I got an opportunity to go play in the CFL. Mm. I'm going to go there and be the best CFL football player. He's he can't go to these leagues because no one's going to really offer him the opportunities and the money making opportunities that he can have here. Now he's 35 years old. So
1: Six, I would five, say, okay. at
3: heavyweight, he's probably only got another three, four years left in him at this okay. level. So I don't I, I don't see him leaving uh, even if he loses.
2: So, so what's your prediction on that that big heavyweight fight? And I, I have a follow up depending on your answer to that question.
3: That is, um, that's the fight I'm telling a lot of people to avoid betting on. Because it's incredibly tough. Listen, Gain is an incredibly technical striker. Um, he has good, good power. I mean, again, the guy is no slouch as far as as his size go. You know, he's he's six foot five as well. You know, so two hundred fifty pounds. He he can sling bricks. Francis Ngannou has power the likes of which we haven't seen since Mike Tyson. Um, oh. And I don't say that lightly because Mike Tyson is the most feared fighter of our time. And Francis Ngannou one punch literally one punch can put you out if i had to pick i don't i'm not in love with having to do it but i think if surreal game comes in with a really solid game plan stays on the outside avoids those power punches i think he can get it done and 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 beat ngannou and i'm not going to say by finish but but by decision because he has a very good gas tank as well
2: Gotcha, gotcha. Actually, I do have one more question before I ask my my actual follow up question, but how do you, how do you gauge um, Howard in heavyweight compared? You know, how how do you gauge that?
3: Well, you know, again, it comes down to to the athletes that are in this division. A lot of people don't really understand or know, but uh, John Jones, uh, he is going to be likely moving up to heavyweight, and John Jones is a full on athlete. This guy, I mean, he, he's had
2: some some. um uh... Uh, drug issues the past few years right that's why he's he hasn't been able to really fight
3: yeah not not a fan of the guy i'm a fan of the fighter not a fan of the person if that makes sense um i I love watching him fight i do not enjoy him as a person got a couple of of ties to him outside of uh, our circle of friends Uh, i know some people that we have mutual friends just not a fan of the guy but uh he's an amazing fighter and hall of famer but to answer your question gauging the the power of it of uh a heavyweight fighter, um, you got to imagine. Listen, th- these guys are throwing punches sometimes upward of 100 miles an hour as far as the speed goes. And when you've got a guy who's six foot four, 250 pounds, just throwing a, a fist the size of a softball at your head, he has the opportunity to put the lights out. And and Ganu is chiseled from marble. Cyril Gane is 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 chiseled from marble. This is just going to be the unstoppable force meets the immovable object come Saturday night. I've got I've got a couple of uh, I just wanted to leave you guys five five picks uh, mm-hmm. really quickly. I don't want to soak up too much of your time because I know we got some some other things for you guys to discuss with all the listeners. But I wanted to to, to highlight five really quick fights uh, that I think um, will be potential fight of the night finishes, knockouts, submissions, what have you. Um, first one is Gennaro Valdez versus Matt the Steamroller Favola. He Matt Ravola got knocked out in two punches, eight seconds his last fight. Gennaro Valdez, as soon as he steps oh, in, wow. he finishes somebody. Um, so Gennaro Valdez, guy I'm putting my money on, making his UFC debut though, so that's a little scary. Michael Morales versus Trevin Giles. Trevin Giles is moving down from 205 to 170, so that's a 35-pound weight differential for the first time in his career. Michael Morales uh, stands roughly the same height as Trevin Giles, but has a 79-inch reach advantage to 73, I believe, 72. 79 inches at welterweight is massive. That's like having Phil Jackson's wingspan uh, throwing punches at you. Uh, He stays on the outside. I think he has all the skills in the world to put Trevin Giles away. He's a world-class Muay Thai fighter, uh, all-American wrestler, uh, making his debut as well. There's another really cool fight that I think someone like Pete would really enjoy because the fighter coming in, his name is Pete Rodriguez. Pete Um,
2: Rodriguez.
3: Yeah, Pete Rodriguez is stepping in there versus Jack Della Maddalena. Jack Della Maddalena is uh, a fighter out of New Zealand who is a highly touted prospect. Uh, Again, can put your lights out. Um, Started his career 0-2 and then rattled off 10 straight victories coming into the UFC. Uh, facing Pete Rodriguez, who is basically like a fire hydrant. He is just a five 5'9", 170-pound finishing machine. The guy hasn't fought really great competition. Most of the guys he's fought have losing records. His nickname is Dead Game. If you watch any highlights, as soon as this guy's fist touches a chin, puts him out cold. Um, but I still have Jack Della Madalena Madda- in that one. And then two more really quick ones for you. Uh, Adolfo Vieta. Uh, The black belt hunter is facing Wellington Terman, who's a purple belt. So that should give you a good idea how this one's going to go. If Adolfo Vieira's cardio can hold up this entire fight, um, he is very quick work, and he can put Wellington Terman away as soon as it goes to the ground. And then last but not least for you guys, Michel Pereira, one of the absolute most exciting fighters in the UFC. We're talking backflips, landing kicks on guys while they're down. Uh, jumping flying knees, Superman punches, facing Andre Fialo, another very technical boxer. Andre Fialo gets us in the inside. I think he has a good chance, but unfortunately with Michel Perea, he is not getting on the inside. This guy is like watching a Super Bowl in a small room go off back to back. He flying, going everywhere. This guy finishes fights. Uh, I'm taking Michel Perea. I think that gets done rather quickly because Andre Fialo stepping in on a week and a half short notice. So those are my, my five uh, picks, but this card is stacked with exciting fights.
0: Hey, Pat, I got a question for you. Just, just to clarify for our listeners, not for me, obviously, because I probably know the answer to this, but a Superman punch, is that that thing of when somebody runs really fast around the ring and jumps up like horizontally and kicks their legs off the side of the ring and puts both hands in front of them, like they're flying and then punches you in the face with two fists. Is that a Superman punch?
3: So, uh, uh, Peter, Alex, what did you guys have for lunch this week? Did you guys have anything good at all? Or uh, You know,
1: I've been making is, chicken salad recently. Like said, it's really good. Oh, Chris, I'm sure our listeners are wondering.
2: Real quick for our listeners, not only did Peter, uh, not, I'm sorry, did Chris describe that perfectly, but he actually demonstrated <laughs> it while he was saying it.
3: <laughs> so we're we're all in shock and amazement here. <laughs> Chris, that is... Uh, Imagine that, this
0: coming at you. What is the Superman punch?
3: Generally, a Superman punch is a, a a springing off your back leg punch forward. Uh, it's a reaching uh, overhand uh, to the to your opponent. But it's um, sometimes you can push off the fence with one foot behind you. Other times, you're basically using your other foot as a back spring when you're standing uh, stationary. Chris's Chris's punch sounded like uh, the Circle of Death motorcycle, where you're running around a ring, and then you just <laughs> continue to. Just climb up the fence and then double punch someone.
1: This is he the combines... MMA I'd watch.
3: It's like <laughs> it's like off. it's like the soldier boy of punching. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, so Pat, thanks. Oh. Thanks for all that
2: information. Where, where are you going to be watching the fight?
3: So I'm certainly not going to buy it because it's like seventy dollars. I will not be watching it. Unfortunately, I have to work. But if I was watching it, um, I always love to go to uh, my local bars uh, to 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 support small local bars so you can always look up uh bars near you to find out if they're showing the ufc and and go in there and support them you know make sure
1: too, get some wings enjoy yourself
3: yeah flirt with somebody you know the guy next to you who cares if he's 90 or the cute girl serving you a drink you know have a good time
1: well that works for me pat once again, man, thank you very much for hopping on you. You always impress us with your ability to just speak intelligently on whatever topic we throw at you. So, so thank you very much for that, man. And look forward to having you on again, hopefully uh, maybe like before the super bowl or something like that. We'll do uh, we'll do another interview.
3: Yeah, man, it was my pleasure. Thank you for allowing me to to talk some MMA with you guys. You know, I love you guys and uh, I love the podcast and uh, just thank you guys for giving me a small outlet to talk some UFC. I absolutely love MMA. So uh, PS, I may have a, uh, a, an mma podcast coming up with uh, nice. someone you guys might know and might not know but i can't tell you yet
1: very cool that's awesome man i hope Something. that works out the second that uh that, that that solidified let us know so we can start talking about it okay
3: yeah absolutely and uh, regardless have a, a wonderful rest of the show i'm going to make sure to, to, to continue listening and uh, i hope all the the fans continue to listen to uh all the great info that these guys provide so great right. job man. You, Pat. Thanks, thanks. A lot. thanks
1: beautiful thanks again yeah, man love- All right. That was Patrick Ryan McCumber, everybody. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit of NBA. So, guys, a couple weeks ago, we had a uh, fairly heated discussion about the placement of a Mr. Larry Bird. In the uh, official rankings of the greatest NBA players of all time, I had the thought that Larry Bird was no longer a top twenty player. Yeah, I believe Chris was agreeing with me, and Alex, I, I, you were holding firm that he was. I believe you said he was top five, was top right, top twelve. He went no, top twenty, then top he said five.
0: top twelve, I then he said top five. Yeah, no, I believe no, no, at the no, end he, he said he said he'd be in my starting five, and so that's where like I started to take issue at twelve, because twelve is is where I go. You know what? You're on the brink now. And then starting five, there's no chance. So, you know, I no, I, I know didn't say that anything Alex... about
2: starting five, you could re-listen to the tape. I didn't say anything about starting five. I extended it to twelve. It's a twelve man team. Say so he would he be on your twelve man team? Got gotcha. you.
1: Yeah. But, okay. Yeah, yeah. But, All right. Okay. Fair enough. Well, let's talk about it then. So the the homework was for us to create our top twenty list and figure out exactly where Larry Bird is on that list. Who wants to go first? The whole
0: point here was I I was very curious where when you actually sat down and put pen to paper, where would you place him? So I, I'd yeah. love to hear what you have to say first.
2: Okay, so so there was two things. So one, I was just really trying to focus on keeping him off the twenty. I was like, okay, am I just being you know hard headed? Am I just sticking to you know what I had originally thought for these past few years? Let me just open my mind and and really make sure that I want him as a top 20. So I was doing my best to keep him off. I wasn't really ranking the players, but I was naming off the players that I would want in my top 20, and for me it was impossible. Like I every single time I, I just I I had to put him in there. I had to put him in mm-hmm. there. And he was in my top 20. Then today Peter comes off and says, "Hey, let's um, you know, uh let's not go through our whole top 20 list. Let's just, you know, put a, a name where you you ranked him at." On your list, so then I had to go back and and actually make my order for my list, and I still don't know exactly where I put him. It's either around, it's six or seven. It's definitely okay. in, in the top ten. Um, so I'm I kind of put him, you know, where I put, you know Tim Duncan, uh, Magic Johnson or, or around there. That's that's where I'm putting him at. Um, and I don't know if I want to put him ahead of Magic Johnson or below, like. They're, they're well, just, that's that's the big yeah, one, isn't they, it? Like they were they were the face of the '80s. It's hard to separate right. them. Like they're almost like one unit. <laughs> yeah, but I, that's that's kind of the general area where I put them. And and I know it seems it may seem high, Chris, but I was just surprised to even learn things about him as far as his defense. I mean, we were thinking that he was kind of a lazy, lazy a defensive player but he was actually uh on the all nba second defensive team three times so that's you know it's pretty impressive
1: yeah he was so much better defensively than i had initially thought that's really what was like keeping him out i was like oh he's an offensive player he was really good offensively he had really good court vision but he wasn't great defensively and that was way off um so i had larry bird as my number nine player of all time. Uh, Magic Johnson is slotted right there and at number eight. And then I've got Tim Duncan at number 10. So Alex, you and I are kind of in the same boat there. I just have him a little bit further behind, which is interesting because I, I kind of want to hear who your two players that you put below them are. Uh, but we'll talk about that later. Chris, where do you have Larry?
0: I've got Larry. I, I slotted this out a few times and I went back and I redid it because I thought he's too low. And then I, I kind of settled. On 13. I have him at 13, 13. Yep.
1: All right. Who's he between?
0: So I have him behind Durant, but above Scottie Pippen and Kevin Garnett.
1: Okay. I think we have very different lists. This is pretty interesting.
0: Yeah. I I'm in a different place than you are. I both are on magic Johnson as well, because I also think about these players as, as what, not just their, their skill, but mm-hmm. were they an all around player? What did they impact and how much did they impact the game as, as a whole? And Larry Bird, yeah, he had a huge impact on the 90s, but as a whole, there were some players that, that also changed the game.
1: Well, Chris, I mean, Larry Bird is one of those players that changed the game. Like that's that's kind of the whole thing with him is that he took it to a different level just with his ability to shoot, pass, rebound, defend. Like he was the, the whole entire package and, yeah, and it just I got cemented. Once we started looking, once I started looking at those stats a couple
0: weeks ago, I get that. And and then when I, and that's why I had to go back and do this so many times. Yeah. And I think that there might be some value in me sharing who I have in front of him. And I know we don't want to get through these long lists. Uh,
1: Let's do it quick. Go ahead. I've got Jordan.
0: I've got LeBron. I've got magic Johnson. I've got Kobe Bryant. I've got Wilt Chamberlain. I've got Kareem. I have Hakeem Olajuwon. I have Tim Duncan. I have Durant. I have Giannis. Like these are the names and, and Giannis hasn't been around that long, but the dude is a monster. He's a monster. And when it's all said and done, he is going to be looked upon as one of the greatest ever. If he stays healthy, I know that's an if, and bird was incredible. I'm not saying he wasn't. I mean, we've, I've talked about Larry bird back in like the first episode, second episode as much as he was talking about Jordan over there. I was talking about Larry bird. I am a fan of the guy. I think he's good. I think he's amazing but i think that there have been so many players over the years especially now and i think t- to your point that you brought up 2 weeks ago peter you said even with the current crop of players even with the players we've seen in the last 30 years since bird retired you'd still have him in your top well you, i mean he's he obviously I, I didn't think he'd land in my top 20 and he did but there are a lot of guys in front of him
1: and honestly that that's kind of what impressed me so much about him is just looking at the things he did looking at his stats he he still like he's doing things that players now are just able to do, you know, and he was doing this 30 years ago with a completely different rule book and he was still like offensively just so good. Alex, I want to give you the final word on this. What what are your thoughts here? Man?
2: Well, I mean, that, that's kind of why I love sports, right? Because there's no uh, true definition of anything, right? So it's it's kind of however... Um, you, you know, what you think are the intangibles, the assets, whatever uh, to to make your list. So for me, I have um, a higher priority and I know it's a, it's a difficult intangible to, to really qualify, but leadership is kind of what I put above um, most other things. And that's why Peter, um, you know, I put him above uh work Chamberlain. I put him above uh, Shaquille O'Neal, even though I feel like Shaquille O'Neal Ooh. had one of the best, you know, three year stretches. Of all time, as far as dominancy, I feel that Larry Bird was a better leader than than both those guys. So that's why I put him uh, above those, and and same with you, Chris. That's why I put him a, a ahead of Kevin Durant, even though Kevin Durant probably offensively uh is better than Larry Bird. I mean, he's unstoppable. He's seven feet tall. He can do pretty much anything. Um, I believe
1: Larry still had a better offensive rating than he? Kevin Durant. Yes. It's That's it's ridiculous. Once you factor in passing,
2: yeah, I mean, the other I, things I was that about you do on say,
1: offense.
2: I was about to say I, I feel like his overall game is better. I mean uh Kevin Durant has not been on an all all defensive uh team he has um uh, as far as his rebounds Larry Bird is better sis better um and his three point shooting um obviously he took he's taken more than Larry Bird because it's a different game but Larry Bird when he shot them he shot them at a
0: high percentage so and Larry um, would tell you he was about to make the shot. Yeah, he would, exactly. he would shoot over great, you and say that's
1: great, going in. Great trash. Let's hand it for an entire game, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah, great, great trash talk. That that's that's why I have to keep him in my top ten. Um, but I, I don't put him in my top five, but I do put him in my top ten.
1: Yeah, no, it's it, it really it was an eye-opener, and I'm really happy that we did this exercise. Um, because yeah, it just it made me respect Larry Bird all that much more, kind of like refound my love for him. Did you guys know for the last three years, the NFL Pro Bowl has been doing a dodgeball game? No, just saw that
2: air off air dodgeball. No,
1: no. It's like on ESPN. They have it like during the Pro Bowl. Yes. No way. Yeah. So I figured why not make our own dodgeball teams? Let's see what we can do with this. Oh, then we should have just done
2: all football.
1: Oh, no, it's not fun that way. We're going to do all sports. This is a brilliant idea. You may remember him from last week. That is our resident question man, Matt Gets. Matt, welcome to the show, sir.
4: Thank you. Chris Alex Peter, Hardcap Nation. Thank you for having me.
1: Of course. We brought you on a little early because we needed a fourth for our draft here. And uh, we thought nobody knows dodgeball. So why not just get Matt to do it? And, uh, and that's what we did. <laughs> So we determined the draft status earlier. So essentially how this works is we're gonna be drafting five players across any sport from any time at the peak of their powers to choose your dodgeball team. And then we're gonna let our nation decide who has the best team. We're gonna put that on on the Twitter and we'll figure that part out. We did our draft order ahead of time. I got the first pick. Matt, you have the second pick, Alex with the third, Chris with the fourth. And then since the snake draft, Chris will have the first pick in the second round. Any questions on who, what, any sort of thing that we're picking here, guys? No. All, All right. right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and kick things off by, and I don't know if you guys watched the any of the uh, NFL dodgeball games that they had over the last few years, but... One player came to be the kind of the MVP of that, of those games. And that was a Mr. Jarvis Landry. If you guys get a chance, take a look at the 2020 highlights of the NFL um, Pro Bowl dodgeball game, and you will see Jarvis Landry doing things that he doesn't even do on the football field. He was all over the place, making every catch possible. And he is with a shock. My number one overall pick Jarvis Landry. That's a solid pick, man. Well done.
4: So I think you're at an advantage here already knowing that that, that game exists. <laughs> <laughs> but even so, I think I will win this draft. Because I'm going first with Muggsy Bogues, as you may have guessed. He's about half the size of everyone else. Much harder to hit him. He's still just as quick.
2: That is that is a great, great pick, Matt. Um, I'm going with a, a former Super Bowl winner here. And if you saw the last Super Bowl, I think you're, you you're know why. This guy was, was diving, running all over the field, and, and throwing dimes to receivers. Unfortunately, the receivers weren't catching it, but Patrick Mahomes uh, is, is one of the best throwers that I've ever seen. And, yeah, I think he would be great on my dodgeball team. So he's my first
0: overall pick.
1: That's a solid choice. That guy's got a rocket arm, man. It's a decent choice,
0: but I think no, it's, that great you choice, made a it's a mistake.
1: Great... <laughs> and I'll tell you what your mistake was later. First,
0: all right, for me, hmm. my my first pick, I'm going a little different direction than what you guys have been going. You guys watch football? Peter, I know you do. I'm talking oh, about what we me. call soccer. Football. Yes. See. Si. Football is life, right? So some goalkeepers are really good at tracking the ball. And catching it, right? And not letting it go by them. But others mm. completely misjudge the entire situation. Wherever that ball goes, they go the other way. So with my first pick, I'm picking a gentleman named Massimo Taibi, who was a former goalkeeper for Manchester United, who is widely known as the worst goalkeeper of all time. Because... He going to dodge everything. Chris, that is I'm just going to tell him, "Hey, the point of this is for you to go out there and catch the ball." <laughs> but hold on. No, I have, I have see a strategy. He's going with this. I have a strategy. <laughs> you'll find out later. <laughs> he's going to go the other direction. Wherever that ball is going, he's not going to catch it. He's not going to get touched by it. He's just going to go the other way naturally cuz that's what his brain is telling him to do. That's my number 1 pick. So how you Anyway, you have you have another pick.
2: Do
1: you, Chris. Do you want to stake. know what
0: my next pick is? I, I think we do. Pick. We need okay. to know so, what your next
1: pick is right now, Chris. Massimo, he's in front. It's Massimo.
0: But go on. You know who's behind him? Go ahead. Anybody got any guesses? Uh,
1: Donovan Tate.
0: Uh-uh.
1: Damn. Andre the so, so Giant behind him is mean, nope. the guy the, with the
0: second worst goalkeeper. <laughs> nope. In okay, <laughs> <laughs> a guy with one of the highest catch percentages to target ratio in nfl history the guy who's like a vacuum and sucks up every ball around him larry fitzgerald and so massimo's gonna jump out of the way and guess who's back there larry he's gonna catch it and you're out sucker
2: good good call good call i like that
0: yeah i know you definitely
1: you definitely uh made up for it in your second pick there chris
0: i'm just saying
1: no, Fitz, Fitz. is the way to go, man. That's a good choice. All right, Alex. Who so are you going to pair up with, Patrick Mahomes?
2: So um, I'm going to pair him up with uh, a tandem that's already exists in Tyreek Hill. Uh, he's Ooh. he's another short guy, very fast, can be hard to hit, and he can catch. Not as good as Larry Fitzgerald, but really good. He's a really good catcher. So uh, Tyreek Hill is my second choice.
1: All right, so he's going with the continuity there, and that's a solid pick, Alex. Matthew.
4: One thing you'll notice on my team is it will have zero continuity at all. That's all we expect from you, sir. We went from Muggsy Bogues to now the second player. is actually quite tall, but he's been known to throw like a rocket arm. As far as I know, he's the only person who's hit a bird in a live game. We're going with Randy Johnson. Nice. He may not be able to dodge that well, but if he throws a ball at you, I think he might die. So yeah. That Randy
3: Johnson,
0: A very good choice. He was on my list, man. Good pick. Good pick.
4: Very good
1: pick. Oh boy. The big unit. That's a solid one. So Matt, I'm going to keep with the, uh, with, with baseball here for my uh, second round pick, I'm going to go with a guy who played baseball for 27 years one of the greatest pitchers of all time actually has the strikeout record and threw into the hundreds, well into his 30s, and I think even into his 40s. Did he really? That man, I believe so. That wow. man, Texas Heat Nolan Ryan,
2: yeah, is
1: my pick for the second round. That's a great he pick, did. dude.
2: That's, that's an awesome pick. I didn't know he he threw into a hundred miles an hour until his 40s. Yeah, no, I just
1: made that up. Please don't quote. Oh, you me. made that. Okay, all
2: right, all right. Well. well, well. <laughs> We might have to correct this later on, bird, on next though. week's episode. Well, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right, Matt. Did he kill a bird? No. So, I mean, it's true. But he did embarrass the heck out of Robin Ventura. So, mm. <laughs>
4: mm. that's something. All RP. right.
1: Now for my next pick. So I've already got Jarvis Landry and Nolan Ryan, two great athletes, very good at the things they do. One at catching, one at throwing. But like Alex was saying, we need a leader. You need somebody in there who's just going to take control, and make sure everybody knows what they're doing, knows where they're going, but also has the ability to do anything that he needs to do on the court. And for that, I'm going to go with the winner of all winners, the GOAT of all GOATs, Mr. Michael Jeffrey Jordan, for the first pick in the third round.
2: And Alex weeps. I do. I do. He he was he was on my list. So, Peter, I hate you as always.
1: I'm surprised didn't go for him
4: number one Alex but I should have yeah, I did too. not
2: think anyone was gonna go for him so that's why I left him off but just like my my fantasy situation in 2003 the one picked him in front of me <laughs> <laughs> my team will still be named Jordan and the
4: Jordan Ayers.
0: <laughs> I forgot about that
4: <laughs> all right for my third pick here changing sports again changing eras. I'm going to go with one of the greats of all sports, of all time, a person who was known to float like a butterfly and sting like a bee, Mr. Muhammad Ali, because I just don't think he'd be able to hit him. I think he'd just dodge it, he'd be dancing around there, and he'd be laughing at you while it's happening. Great pick.
1: Yeah, it's a You want to one. talk about somebody who can duck, dive, dip, dive, and dodge? <laughs> <laughs> sure, you butchered that, but yeah. <laughs> dodge duck dip dive and dodge i don't it's, know it's
2: somewhere there i think he did it right actually
1: yeah. you might have but anyway matt that's that is a very solid choice he's just gonna he's gonna rope a dope that ball until he just gives up it's not even gonna get to him
4: yeah he'll dance around while the other team gets tired
1: <laughs> all right matt you have a solid team so far alex who's your next pick <laughs>
2: Mm-hmm. so I, i'm gonna stick with the, the nfl here uh i'm gonna go with michael vick uh one of the fastest humans on the yes. planet and with a rocket arm so michael vick is my third pick
1: very he was on my list too alex I, that's one of those players like his arm was legendary oh, for man. how strong it was so very good choice that's all right neat. chris you got the next two
0: you guys ready to hold on to your socks i'm holding There once was a man Who was fast He was elusive He had a heck of an arm He had such a good arm He could play two sports Play the outfield Mm -hmm. I'm going with Super Tecmo Bo Jackson Nice To destroy you That's right Oh, Chris you stole my pick (laughs) All up in your faces You know
1: why Because Bo knows dodgeball
0: Bo knows he everything. he, he does. does yeah so next pick you ready for this strategery you see alex earlier i was telling you you'd find out why your pick was not as good as mine and so here's where i'm going with it you see if you're going to have a quarterback on your team you're going to want one that's so accurate that they have the highest completion percentage in history a guy that I could say you know what don't hit him in the hands I want you to put that one right on their head or on their toes I'm taking drew Breeze with my next pick
2: nice and he's he's short too so that's uh uh-huh. be <laughs> difficult to hit it's a
4: compliment and a slight yeah.
1: at the same time. <laughs> a slight I try compliment. to do those at least once right. a week. A slight compliment yeah, yeah. Drew Breeze. All right. Fair enough. I would have gone with other quarterbacks, but okay.
0: <laughs> Dude, I want that
1: accuracy. Alex?
2: All right. For my fourth pick, I'm going to stick with another quarterback. Actually, no, I'm going to mm-hmm. switch it up. I'm going to go, I'm going to, go to baseball here. Um, you kind of need that that freak. Maybe you roared it up freak. Who knows? We'll see. But Mr. Oh, Roger I <laughs> yeah, I think we do know. One <laughs> of the greatest arms, uh, ever, uh, is on my team, and he's gonna blow your head off.
1: And Roger Clemens also has that mean streak that you need in dodgeball. Oh too. yeah, very much so. All right, Matthew.
4: All right, I will switch sports again. And Alex, you earlier picked someone that you claimed to be fast, but I do believe they were not the fastest human to ever live, Mister Usain Bolt. No one could. No one can get him ever. He's, he's tall, though. Give he's, up. he's about 6'4", 6'5". He's a lightning bolt. How are you going to hit that? <laughs> that is true. He,
0: he makes a very solid points. Suicide sprints from side
1: to side on the dodgeball court, and you would never hit him. Yeah. I mean, I, I see nothing wrong with that, Matt. I think you are never going to get him out as long as he keeps moving. That's Problem is, he thick. gets tired after about five minutes of running, so that's not going to last very long. Well... <laughs>
4: well,
0: that's he'll, his he'll tag that's in me. and out.
1: That's how, it, you that's how long you <laughs> That's that's exactly how dodgeball works. I love it. <laughs> All right. So right now I've got players from the NFL, Major leagues Baseball, and the NBA. For these next two picks, I'm going to go outside of the major sports, and I'm going to pick two players that are going to complement each other very nicely. The first pick is known for his ability to trash talk. In fact, his ability to trash talk was so good, he became a multi-billion dollar box office star because of it. That's right. I am taking Dwayne The Rock Johnson with my pick in the fourth round, solely for the fact that he is just going to intimidate whoever is on the other side. I mean, even other athletes are intimidated by The Rock. So I'm taking The Rock for that pick in round number four. And for my final pick, I am going to go with a five foot three strawweight boxer named Hector Hecky Budler. He is a South African boxer. He is tiny, about as tiny as they get, and he is he's a jitterbug when he's out there on the floor. So he is nobody's going to touch him. I'm going to go with the uh, the large and small combo of Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Hector Hecky Budler.
0: I mean, you could have just picked a, a jockey, you know.
1: Well, I mean, I wanted the guy who's the boxer as well, because he's got that movement. the jockey. All they do is go up and down. You can hit that easy. You need that side-to-side action. True.
4: Well, does the jockey come with a horse? Yeah, probably.
1: Now, does the horse count as being able to be hit by? Like, if you can hit the horse and the jockey's out, then... No, you just use the horse to...
4: Yeah, to block?
0: Yeah, knock the ball around.
4: If only I knew the names of jockeys. (laughs) Yeah, nobody does. You can just say a
1: name. We won't know any better.
4: Right. right, for my so this is our final pick here. This is final pick in the 5th round. Final pick. Let's choose a sport that I haven't chosen yet, so we will go to the NFL and we will go with one of the all-time greats. Sweetness, Mr. Walter Payton. Nice. Just Thanks. because the dude had moves and he'd be dodging left and right. He obviously could catch. He had it all.
2: He could throw. He could catch. He could run. He could block. He was he was the best overall running back mm-hmm. of all time. That is for sure. And he liked
1: to dance. You're absolutely yeah. right. Solid so, choice, Matt.
2: Yeah. So for for my last pick here, this guy's small. You know, he, he's a, a thin guy. He could hide behind a tree twig of the tree, and, and you'd never find him. Uh, my pick is. Manute Bull? Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> Was I right?
1: (laughs) I mean, he's very tall, but he is twig-like. That actually makes sense. Did I get it? Yes, you got it. Nice.
2: (laughs) Okay, first of all, we know each other way too well. I think (laughs) 80% of the people that we picked were on each other's list.
0: (laughs) I feel like that should have been a trivia question. I I got it right.
1: (laughs) Oh, that was great. Chris so technically he is, he's on Alex's team, but he's your spy. All right. I think that's how that works in the draft. <laughs> oh man. That's so fantastic. Alex, why, besides the, 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 the lankiness, why choose Manute Bull?
2: Uh really? My next pick was supposed to be Jeff George, but I was like, all right, i I feel like going with something uh a little more interesting. So I would just went with Manute Bull.
1: Oh man. You were going to be quarterback heavy on your team. I, I know, definitely understand why, why. <laughs> but Manute Bull, solid choice. All right, Chris. You have the final pick in our amazing draft here. Who are you going to take? You know, this was a tough
0: choice. It came down to two guys for me. Mm -hmm. But in the end, I'm going to have to pick a guy who was really versatile. Mm. Another football player Mm -hmm. who was also shifty, hard to bring down. He could catch the ball. He could run the ball. And he passed for seven touchdowns in his career. I'm talking about LT, Ladanian Tomlinson. Nice. LT. It's a great pick, solid pick. Yeah, my team rocks. It's pretty much what they're going to do is just standing in a straight line with that goaltender in front. And here we go. And then whoever's behind him is going to catch it, and they're going to hand it to Drew Brees, and Drew Brees is going to chuck it. I think for yeah, a, I, for I thought a about West... this a lot for about 30 seconds.
2: Yeah. You did. <laughs> For last second draft, Matt did really well. I think. I think he has uh, the top team, if not one of the top teams here.
1: Well, here let's let's go over it. So, Matt, your your picks were Muggsy Bogues, Randy mm-hmm. Johnson, Muhammad Ali, Usain Bolt, and Walter Payton. Love I'm it. Not gonna lie, those are very very good choices. Alex is right. I mean, you've got the tossing power. You've got Mugsy being the shifty little guy that he is. I still don't like the Usain Bolt pick. Not gonna lie, but I respect it. Thanks for the respect. <laughs> All right. And Alex, you went with the uh, the KC duo, Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill. Then you went with Michael Vick, Roger Clemens, and Manute Bull. How do you like your team, Alex?
2: Manute Bull uh, is going to be the first one who's going to get injured and leave. I'll have to replace him. And <laughs> He's it's actually not already be good injured. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to replace him. And it's not going to be a pretty uh, finish there. But, uh, but Michael Vick is going to be fun to meet. <laughs>
1: Oh man, that's going to be solid. Definitely <laughs> solid. And I think I, I went with the most, no, no, no. Mine was still pretty dumb. All right. So I went with Jarvis Landry, Nolan Ryan, Michael Jordan, Dwayne, the rock Johnson and Hector Heckey Butler.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, you and me are under Matt right now. Let's see. Let's see if Chris can catch him. All right.
1: Chris had Massimo Taibi, Larry Fitzgerald, Bo Jackson, Drew Brees and Ladainian Tomlinson.
2: Yeah, I won. Yeah. I mean better, <laughs> better running back, better players all around. Fast fastest player on the planet. I mean fastest person on the planet.
1: And you would prefer Muggsy over Massimo, right?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Same idea. Except Muggsy can actually catch the ball, whereas Massimo is just gonna hit it out of the way Muggsy and yeah, yeah, Muggsy, Muggsy are Listen,
0: Guys, let me let me I'm Brad. I brought this up two weeks ago
1: again, okay. Has
0: anybody else on your squads besides Michael Jordan been on a cartoon show? No. Michael Jordan and Bo Jackson on a cartoon show. Okay. Bo Jackson's basically. Dwayne Johnson
1: has been in multiple cartoon films.
0: That well, that's not, you know, it's not Moana. Okay. By the way, did I did I mention to you guys like, you know, I've been I've been cooped up a lot over the last week. I haven't been feeling well. And my wife finally had to come like knock on the door. Here, because I was singing Wonderwall too much. Say, so, hey, can you stop singing Wonderwall? Do I day, said maybe. It's gonna be the day. I said maybe. Alex,
1: she's gonna be the one that saves you. Yeah. Alex, <laughs> I I love that you stepped all over his joke. That was the best thing that you could have ever <laughs> yeah, done. Could, right there, <laughs> really ruined my punchline.
0: This part's
2: all gonna be cut out anyway, Chris. Don't even. <laughs> Don't worry about I the have joke. A feeling. <laughs> That part
1: may not be cut up anymore. (laughs) All right, guys. And that was our draft. Um, We're going to go ahead and put the uh, draft teams out there on the Twitters. Um, So let us know by vote who you think is the best. Um, It's me. All right. So just vote for me. My name is Peter. Vote for Peter. When we come back, it's time for Alex's trivia question of the week. And of course, Matt gets questions. So stick around. All right. And we are back, Alex. It is time for your trivia question here, bud. what do you got for us?
2: So uh, I knew we were going to have uh, a little bit of a longer show today. So um, I don't have any, any trivia for you guys personally. Sorry. Sorry. But I do have a trivia for the fan fans. Mm. That's just one fan. Fans. <laughs> the fan. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right,
1: Rutiger, we know you're out there. <laughs>
2: Pay attention. The trivia question is: Who led the NBA three-point percentage with over forty percent shooting, a record six seasons? That
1: is one crazy. more time. Who
2: led the NBA in three-point percentage by shooting over forty percent, or record six seasons? I want to hear you guys' reaction when I give the answer. So as long as you take out the answer, leave in the reaction. I'll give you the answer today. Otherwise we'll leave it for for next week's show.
1: Let's just leave it for next week. I prefer the, uh, Alex, what was the question?
2: <laughs> Listen <laughs> to you the re- episode,
0: you Chris. The question?
2: <laughs> Listen to the episode to hear the question. I'm again. good. I just, I
0: just, I feel like I need to ask you to repeat questions sometimes.
2: <laughs>
0: I mean,
1: We all just want Alex to keep talking. I think that's exactly. the bottom line
2: here. Yeah. I have a soothing voice.
1: All right, guys. Well, you heard that question. So, uh, you know, let us know what you think. Tweet at us at the hardcap cast or email us at the hardcap podcast at gmail.com. It's All time right, guys. Matt
0: gets questions. Here we go with questions from Matt. They're going right to be now. the best questions, the questions that are best, best, and better than last week. And then every week they get a little better. And sometimes they're not as good as the last one. So he makes up for it with a better question. You got questions. It's Matt gets he's got
1: questions. We got answers. Whatever Matt wants. Matt gets. All right. You know what that means, everybody. It is time for Matt gets questions. That weekly questionnaire. It's definitely not trivia because Matt doesn't know sports. All right, Matt. What do you got for us this week? <laughs>
4: Thanks for that. intro.
1: <laughs> Happy to supply you with a good positively authentic and true intro
4: good because this is about to get real here i want to start my questions by going back to a question that i asked early on in the podcast it might have even been episode one and this question you got it wrong two of you did at least peter you got it right did 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 peter (laughs) ask it properly because
2: i know sometimes he rewards stuff oh he did Oh, you did did. okay this
4: this was a, a legit one before he started taking liberties with the questions and so the question was what were your thoughts on replacing umpires with ai digital readouts chris and alex you said you were not in favor of this peter you were good job so my my question is what are you out of your minds that's my the question.
0: Game. It's a party <laughs> game. Matt, Matthew. Think about it like this. Who are you going to yell at at the TV?
1: Right? Well, how? You're not going to be able to be mad at anybody. Chris, I yell at my computer every dang day. Why would why would you not yell at? Yeah, I, you yell at computers all the time, man. Yeah, but it's going to be right. It,
0: so if we're talking strike zones, I'm going to be going. What well, I'm going to be mad at my the players on our team instead yeah. of being mad at an ump. And I'd I, rather be mad at the ump. You know, you I don't agree? like Why it. I would
4: rather be mad and not just happy your team won because the right call was made? Yeah, that's fair. That's a good point. That's that's decent.
0: How are they going to call it? Like, how are they going to tell if if a ball was – was? Are, are you just talking strike zone here, Matt, or are you talking, like, everything?
4: No, strike zone. There's still an okay. ump back there calling, you know, safe for, okay. you know – so would be the other option. Yeah. Because then, yeah.
0: if we want to go down that rabbit hole, think about the number of times the umps are wrong on safe and out calls a second. Um, you know, they're, they're wrong a lot. So, why not put a touch sensor into second base and a sensor pad on the the backsides of the players uh, when they're on offense so that we can, a touch point also on the and gloves? Then, and then, so what, that can, what, what, when that alters. My point is, we're palters. going down a rabbit hole. Exactly,
2: no. Chris. Thank you. No. Five pumps is, no. is what we need.
1: Let's how keep is that it. a rabbit hole? You <laughs> just added a horrible so, idea on top so of a much, good
4: idea. So much to unpack there. First of all, I know you're making a joke. No, no
2: joke. No, I'm was, actually
0: kind of serious.
2: Yeah, very serious. You don't it's, need to cause put cause things If you on take away play, that if aspect if and Henry's try to make that aspect enough. perfect, what about everything else? And then what if what if the system gets flawed?
4: <laughs> but it's not That's what I'm saying you you were joking by like putting things on all the players and everywhere if the cameras could just catch it which someday sure. they will i oh, would be in that's... favor of that
0: sure okay yes i agree that with that that will no, make the game too yet.
2: slow too slow give give me mm. give me a quicker call be it right or be it wrong it's it's already a long enough game as it is
4: i don't understand this be it right or wrong this like think of everything else that has used technology Quickness. to be accurate Quickness, Matt. Witness. Do you go into the bank and it's just some schmo handwriting no. your account number? In, like, no. In, in all seriousness, too. It's calculated I mean, through a computer yeah. because and they I think, realize there's human error.
1: Right. But and I think Matt, Matt makes a very
0: good point.
2: Yeah, but there's interpretation with everything, Matt. I mean, let's say you start using, you know, replay or, you know, on on every little small play here and there, you know, the, the, it's still humanized. So the human aspect is always going to be there. That's just what it is. That's, I mean, that's that's how it is with the NFL. I mean, they, they're still confused on what an actual catch is, <laughs> even even with instant replay. I mean, there's there's they make right calls and and, and bad, uh, bad calls with instant replay in the NFL still to this but day.
0: But if but if the T1000 is making the decision and it's based on what's on camera, yeah, the then you should be okay. once the T1000
2: but, comes out. Yes,
0: but but here's the thing, I, it, Matt. You're kind of swaying me here. It it does make some sense and. I think, like anything else, the players would adapt and learn how to play the game how they need to with AI involved. So I could see a future where that would make a heck of a lot more sense the The better teams, the teams that learn how to play the right way and do play the right way are gonna win games and end up end up coming out on top. So I'm down, I'm down, I could be swayed. I could be swayed. Good answer. You've won this round, Matt. <laughs> All it's right, mostly so. because I just want to be told I'm right about something in in you know one of these question situations because most of the time I'm just told I'm wrong so you know
2: You're still wrong. Chris. Yeah, well. You're still wrong, but Chris thinks you're right. I mean, Peter thinks you're right. And
4: Matt thinks you're right. Chris, I appreciate your open mind. Alex, I kind of respect that you're just sticking to your guns even though you know it's wrong. I, no. <laughs> but I'm moving right. on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do, moving do on. Question number two. I
2: didn't catch that last part.
4: What about your jig?
2: Too much jig. Alex, you told the me jig it. is up. All right. He calls it the
0: hewing dance.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> He's doing the hewing. Anyway. All right. Here we go. Question number two. So now that the NFL regular season is over, what were your guys' thoughts on the 17 game season? Too long? Just right? Not enough?
1: Honestly, I, I didn't it. really even notice it. I just, it was just kind of another week in the season. Um, so yeah, having said that I, I thought that it was, yeah, it was not a negative at all. Like I, I didn't see that more players were getting injured or anything of that nature. Um, I think if they do expand it any further, they need to add another bye week but other than that, I think that they did a good job. I think I it too. worked out nicely.
0: I think it felt completely normal. Yeah. I was unfazed by it, um, in an, any bad way, but you know, from a good standpoint, like I loved having another week of football to watch, like Peter said. So that that part was great. I'm all about it. The only thing that like was kind of a bummer was like the fact that fantasy championships took place a week later. So instead of getting a fantasy championship for Christmas, like I've gotten the last three years uh and year four, I had to wait till the week after Christmas to get my championships. But it's OK.
2: Yeah, yeah I mean, it wasn't a, a huge difference just because. It, they took away uh, one preseason game and just extended the season. So it's the same amount of weeks, the amount of games played. Um, just one one more game that, that truly matters as opposed to it being a preseason game. So, um, no, I don't think it was a big difference at all. Um, I would love to be expand to 18 games. Uh, so the AFC and NFC both have equal amount of home games and away games.
4: But uh, aside from that, that was pretty good. But the follow-up question to that is, so Alex, you mentioned 18 games. At what point does this start to bug you for ruining existing records? Or does that not bug you at all?
2: It, it doesn't me personally, because I know at one point, I mean, the season was 11 games and then it went to 14 games. So it's it's been um, steadily increasing um, over the decades. So, you know, the numbers are, are just uh, different. And plus the games are already really different. I mean, as far as um, uh, the amount of times that teams pass nowadays, as opposed to in the past, um, It was a running game before, so it's it's a completely different game, and the numbers already look completely different from uh, decades past to now, so um, I'm fine with the way it is.
0: Yeah, they did bring that up quite a bit on the broadcast during the, the final week of the season. Um, you know, so-and-so is going to reach this point, which, you know, again, it's one extra game and might surpass, you know, this guy, but he had one more game to do it. I think we're getting used to Things like that, records, you know, being broken because of the addition of games. So, like Alex said, it doesn't really
4: phase me in any way. Um, it's not a big deal. I think we're used to it. All right, and on to the third and final question. I guess this is three, sort of like three, five-ish, something like that. I saw a guy in the gym the other day, and on his calf, his leg, he had a tattoo. Like in the front, it was the Bulls logo. On the side, it was the Bears logo. In the back, it was the Blackhawks logo. And on the other side, it was whoever I've left off now, the Sox. So you had all four teams there. So, my question for you guys is if you had to do something similar, or better yet, if you could only do one of those four teams, Alex, I know you want to pick the Sox, but one of the teams, the Chicago teams, which one would you choose? It'd and
1: be the Sox for me. Yeah. yeah. Easy pick, White Sox.
4: Yep. Yeah, for
0: what me, be uh,
2: a big bull, you know, with the horns and everything on my back. That would be awesome. So then, when I you know,
1: <laughs> oh my, yeah, my poses. Oh, so that when when you yeah. right so when, when you flex? do your lats, the bull is like oh, yeah, dude. Oh,
2: dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it's it's the Chicago kind of Bulls. They were they were my first uh, first love uh of any sports. So yeah, it's the Bulls.
1: Gotta fire up that flex, Alex. But see, and that's what it was bullflex. for me too, Alex. Like for me, the White Sox were my first real love, you know, and that's. Yeah, I'm I'm always gonna rep the socks.
4: All right. Yeah, I, would not do it. I don't want a tattoo, so that's my answer. I I don't want. How
1: a about tattoo. this? If you were forced, if Chris walked up to you and said, Matt, why me? You I have didn't... to pick a tattoo. Jeez. It doesn't have to be a sports team. What are you getting?
4: So anything?
1: That's too yeah, broad.
0: Dude. Do like do like oh. a
4: mermaid. I'll keep it to the original question just because there are fewer possible answers. I would go with the Bears. Uh Bears.
2: The Bears. Bears. So is is that also the first team you started to follow? Was the
4: Bears? Definitely the first team I remember watching with my dad. So there is that connection. I was pretty young. Like I remember the you know, the Super Bowl, like too young to really even understand what was going on. But I have like pictures of me wearing a Bears t shirt that went mm-hmm. down to my ankles <laughs> <And I'm>, like <laughs> jumping on the couch. So good memories.
2: Very cool. Very cool. So so Socks guys, the first uh baseball game I ever went to was actually a Sox game. And it was uh, one of the games when Robin Venture was coming back and uh mm-hmm. he hit home run at his first at bat. So that was
1: Man. Robin Ventura was awesome for that. He always hit the best home runs.
2: And he wasn't a, a big home run hitter, but like, yeah.
1: He would get around twenty five to thirty yeah, yeah. each year. He did, he did yeah. pretty good for himself. He was he was a solid home run hitter, yeah, very yeah. solid player. <laughs> well, Matt, thank you very much for your questions today, sir. We look forward to next week. We you think you'll be able to uh, stick around and uh, ask some more questions next week, sir. Yes, sir. Beautiful. We're looking forward to it then. All right, everybody. That does it for this week on the Hard Cap. Next week, we're going to talk some sports, and probably some more sports. All right, guys, and on behalf of Chris, Alex, and our special guests, Matt and Pat, my name's Peter, and you've been listening to The Hard Cap.